Welcome to a new episode of The Brand Called You. I am Arini and I am with Ashutosh Garg. Today we are talking about a very difficult topic. Uh, it's entrepreneurial depression. Uh, in light of the recent events, uh, I feel that it is a topic that needs deliberation and we need to talk more about it. Hello, sir. Hi, Arini. I read your article on... Uh, the recent event uh, uh, regarding the CEO of uh, Cafe or Coffee Day, Mr. Siddhartha. Do you think it is entrepreneurial depression that caused him to take this drastic step? Is there an entrepreneurial depression at all? So, Arani, you know, um, the world will never know as far as this individual is concerned. But I think we should look at what goes on in the mind of an entrepreneur. Um, you know, you start uh, a business. Obviously, if you want it, if you're starting, you want it to be a success. Uh, there is a lot of pressure that all entrepreneurs are under on how to make their company into a unicorn, or if not a unicorn, an indicorn. Um, and you know, these are there are a lot of self-imposed pressures that we go through, and yet. Uh, the old line of it's lonely at the top um, cannot be more true than for an entrepreneur. Right. Very, very few entrepreneurs have built um, a social support system with whom they can go and talk about their challenges. Right. And most of us just assume that because I'm going to lead an enterprise, I have the wherewithal to be able to handle not only my company's problems and the problems of all my people, but also my own problems. And that is where I think a lot of entrepreneurs make serious mistakes because they keep on internalizing their problems. They don't talk about their problems and uh, they keep on just absorbing more and more and more stress till it uh, reaches a breaking point. So, I don't want to really uh, hypothesize hypothesize about the cafe coffee day incident, but uh, you know when our when an entrepreneur's expectations of himself and an entrepreneur's expectations from society become much larger than the capability of that individual to deliver, then extreme steps get taken. Correct. You know, and extreme steps. You know, uh, the cafe coffee day is one example, but there is an example that I love to give, which is uh, the former uh, vice chairman of General Motors uh, in the 70s and 80s, John Z. De Lorraine, who was invited to by the British government to form, uh, you know, to set up a company, car manufacturing company in the in, in the UK. Uh, he set up that company. It was it would have been. Uh, you know, he was a very high-profile individual, uh, you know, hobnobbing with uh, Hollywood people and so on. And uh, his company started to lose money. And what did he resort to when he couldn't raise money anywhere else? He resorted to smuggling drugs. He was caught by the U.S. Fed. Um, he lost not only his whole entire business, but he's still in jail. Oh. So, uh, you know, entrepreneurs... The big mistake they make is that they do not talk about the problems and all the stress then starts to manifest itself into, 
you know, a lot of self-loathing, a lot of self-concern, a lot of uh, self-pity. And that manifests itself in a lot of depression. So I would like to investigate more on what leads to this depression. You said that they make a lot of mistakes. They they are they are not able to inter- internalize their mistakes. But what leads to these mistakes? What what are the bad decisions that they take over time that makes them depressed? So I'm working on the assumption that the business model is not flawed. If your business model is flawed and you keep on uh, putting good money after bad money, then in any case you have trouble. But if you have a business model that can succeed and then you try and uh, either scale up too fast or don't get the right management teams or don't have sufficient money um, or you know, something which an entrepreneur, I don't think does, but there are entrepreneurs who've done it, which is to divert money. So they raise money and then they divert it to other users. Right? When that starts, one of these four or five problems start to t- come into play, that's a sure sign of where an entrepreneur is going to start creating serious mistakes. And uh, I'm absolutely certain everybody who listens to you and me now on our podcast will know that when you make one mistake and you try and cover it up, then every time you make a mistake, you cover it up, then you you know, do something else to cover up the mistake. And that becomes uh, like a snowball, you know, and gets right. bigger and bigger and bigger right. till the mistakes you are making right. not only subsume you, but your entire organization. Right. You, you mentioned that uh, when an entrepreneur faces a failure, it's it's a quadruple warning. And I will, for your uh, thing, one, first one is loss of confidence. Second is loss of all investments. Then, then there is pressure from creditors and employees. Yeah. And then the fourth one, which is negative co- coverage. Now, you have pretty forensically invest- investigated the entire process. Now, during this, what can an entrepreneur do? Because one, the first one gets, once he's hit by the first loss of confidence, everything else just follows. What must one do to avoid that? So, Arundhati, you know, if you look at uh, the whole process, right? I have, you know, I'm very excited. I'm setting up my business. I've... Uh, put my entire heart and soul into the business. I've made sure that, you know, I've put whatever money I've earned and then the business starts to fail. The four steps that you just outlined are absolutely correct. What happens first? As the business is failing and I'm not being able to make up that business and I'm struggling, the first thing that I suffer is a lot of sense of self-worth, a lot of loss of confidence saying, how could I have failed? Right? And I'm doing a lot of introspection and thinking. As I'm doing all that, the whole process, I know that all the money that I have earned and along with me, most entrepreneurs have taken money from friends and family uh, and maybe from angel investors. Uh, they're also worried that I'm going to lose all the money. Then while you, as you start business, you have employees, uh, you have creditors, you may have got private equity investors. 
all these people now start demanding their money back and irrespective of how your company is structured or whether legally they can take your their money at all or not the entrepreneur is under moral pressure to say that oh i've got to return all this money you know they gave it to me because they trusted me right and finally our fourth estate uh, a fourth estate can be very unkind right you know they really drive it into you um and publicize your failure to such an extent that uh, you don't know how to cope with it right so these are realities these keep happening over and over again mm-hmm. and i think it is very important for every entrepreneur to be aware i'm not saying that uh, you know our chat today is going to correct the imbalance but if i as an entrepreneur i'm aware that there can be these four or five challenges that i would could face if i have a failure right. then at, at least i'll be better prepared for it uh, over the course of last few years we have had multiple failures of fairly big companies uh, some of the entrepreneurs flee the country and then they i don't know if they save themselves but then they they flee the uh, country and the and our fourth state was not very kind on them uh, but in this case um, when uh, the, when he took a drastic step uh, the the fourth state is kind of kind so now that gives a very negative uh, connotation that you know maybe that's the right step to take what do you think about that you know i think it is also uh, a perception issue if i owe large sums of money to the bank and i run away then i am not seen as a failed entrepreneur then i am seen as a fugitive right. who has refused to pay money which is really public money since it is uh, coming to me from banks and that is when the fourth state or for that matter the government or anyone else will never be kind hmm. if on the other hand i've had serious business losses i stay there and fight and then uh, i take the extreme step then i do believe uh, people will appreciate uh, and appreciate may not be the right word but people will understand uh, the step that i took mm. having said that i think it is very unfair for us to blame the authorities saying you know that uh, because of some uh, government body this whole problem has come about i think that is nothing can be farther away from the truth because if i owe money to the banks i have to repay them if i money owe money to the tax authorities i have to repay them i cannot just turn around and say that you know i have a problem i owe tax money um and it's because of him that i'm going to get put myself into uh, trouble right so i think uh, we have to recognize uh, our responsibilities as entrepreneurs we have to recognize and understand that in our journey as entrepreneurs we will create liabilities and it is our responsibility to make sure those liabilities are paid off okay makes sense uh, but there is another side to it uh, with all this happening especially the suicide case uh, a lot of people are now scared mm-hmm. that okay this probably is not a very uh, easy thing to do maybe we should not do it because people it, it can lead to 
drastic measure, uh, drastic uh, uh, actions, and maybe the private equity is not good. Somebody came up to me the other day, and was like, okay, you know, uh, my friends were chatting about it. Uh, since I know a little bit about what private private equity is, I told them, no, 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 stay away from them. They are bad people. And it's a twenty-one-year-old young girl. Uh, now, what do you think about this perception that this entire incident has created? Will it drive people away from entrepreneurship? No, I don't think so. I think you know, in the entrepreneurial ecosystem, you have the entrepreneur, you have uh, you know, uh, angel investors, you have private equity, you have bank finance, and all other forms of money. And money is really. uh the engine that drives uh an entrepreneur's business so sometimes people do have knee jerk reactions uh there may be pressure from some private equity people um who we must remember are in the business of money right so it is their job to make money from money right which is why they're investing in you so i think uh, you know when when uh, an extreme uh, step gets taken everyone sits back and thinks but for the entrepreneurial uh, ecosystem to work well for it to thrive you need money and that money can only come from private equity right so i don't think we need to be too worried about that all right thank you so much thank, thank you, you. we'll we'll talk more about this in our next peer shorts thank, thank you so much thank you for listening to the brand called you podcast Be sure to visit tbcy.in to join the conversation, access show notes and discover fantastic bonus content. You can follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Simply search for the brand called you. Thank you and see you next week.